um, today I want to talk to you about something that God's been talking to me probably for the past three years. Um, so I've titled my sermon, um, God's Favor. My gift, my awesome gift from God. Amen. How many of you know that you're special to God? Amen. Because you're special to God, he says in his word, and if I could have Psalm 5, verse 12, please up. He says in your word, in his word, For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Amen. So that's really one of my favorite verses. Um, and, and it's really started speaking to me about, about three years ago. Um, and I just want to share with you something. And, um, you know, just something that happened in my life that... Um, resulted in me getting this revelation that God's favor is all over you. God's favor walks before you. It's around you. It's, you are encompassed by His favor. And I remember getting this revelation, ironically, when I gave birth to my first child. And um, um, because I had, a, I had a C-section, I had to go to the hospital a little bit early. And my greatest desire was, and I know it, it might sound a little bit shallow, okay? But I really wanted to be in a private room uh, after I gave birth, right? I, I just wanted to be by myself in a private room, right? Um, but my husband, and we all know him, he's extremely practical. And in his practicalness, he really didn't see why we should spend extra money on paying for an extra room for four extra nights. So it was a little bit extra, and it, it really, in retrospect, it didn't really make that much sense. Okay, but but I I, I believe God myself. You know, God, I, I want that room, and I'm going to get it. So we went to hospital. Uh, we checked in, signed in, and everything. And the nurse started walking us to our rooms. And she started walking us to the private rooms. <laughs> and then she stopped by a room that had no one. And my lightning fast mind thought, you know what, let me just get in there, let me just unpack, let me just settle in, let me make myself comfortable because you know what, she's not going to kick out a heavy pregnant woman, you know, they're going to realize they made a mistake and they're not going to kick me out, right? And of course my husband, he can sometimes read my mind. <laughs> he, did, he read my mind, right? And he quickly said, hold on, nurse, you know what? We didn't pay for this room. We, we really didn't pay for this room. It's not in my budget, we didn't pay for this room. And the nurse looked at her notes. And she said to herself, uh-uh. Ah, -uh. oh, I see. Yes, you're right, you didn't pay for this room. You didn't pay for this room. But her doctor specifically requested for her to get this room. Wow. And you know what? It's on him. Wow. But you know, I've got to say something. This never happens in this hospital. Wow. So, you know, if you, if you want, if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. And of course my husband said, no, 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 quickly, quickly, I'm going to have it. I'm going to take it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. And that's the favor of God, guys. Amen. The favor of God enables you to do those things that you could never do or have on your own. I like the saying that says, favor as the super to your natural. Amen. And the supernatural Come on. comes into effect in your life. Amen. Amen. So God's favor is there primarily for you to succeed. Why? So that God can be attractive to someone else. Amen. So carrying on from that story, right? So here I was in this lovely private room and I kid you not, Every second I had a nurse in my room, much to the frustration of the other patients, because <laughs> I took away their care, right? 
But these nurses couldn't understand why I got this room. They really couldn't understand. And guess what? It was just such a powerful and effective way for me to minister to them. I mean, I left a lot of my materials. I gave away a lot of stuff. And the testimony coming out of that is then when fast forward three years later, when I gave birth to my second child, 90% of those nurses were no longer working for that hospital. They'd either been promoted or they'd either gotten better jobs. Amen. So God's favor enables you to become effective ministers, effective ambassadors, representatives for His kingdom so that you are able to not only impact the lives of those in your jobs, in your business, but the lives of those in your communities. And guess what? Ultimately, the lives of those people in your country and the countries around you and ultimately on this continent of Africa and ultimately across the world. Amen. Isn't that so awesome? Church, you know, I've seen this in my life. When the favor of God goes before you, it opens up doors that no man can shut. Doors that have been sealed and locked for years. Men may say it is impossible. Your friends may say it is impossible. Your family may say it is impossible. Your wife, your husband may say it is impossible. But God's favor can and it will do it for you in one day. Amen. Amen. The favor of God changes rules. It changes regulations. It changes policies. It even can bring down governments if it needs to, to make sure that that door you need to go through opens. Amen. So today I'm going to teach you what God has been teaching me for the past three years about this very broad subject. So yesterday I asked uh, Brother Henry how much time I have. And he said 35 minutes to 45 minutes. And I actually prepared an hour and a half long sermon. Amen. So I'm going to really condense as much as I can to really just um, give you as much nuggets as I can around this favor. And my prayer for you today is that you will begin to walk in the favor of God and you may see great things happen in your life. So today I'm really going to start off with a you know, brief discussion of what favor is. I'm going to keep it really brief. Not my intention to keep it brief, but I think we don't have much time. I'm going to start off with what favor is because we know the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. So I'm going to give you a bit of understanding around what favor is. We're then going to look at who and what gives us the right to expect God's favor in our lives. Amen. We're then going to go to the Bible. So this is going to be a Bible study. So I've got my little analog Bible in front of me. And I want, my desire is for us to look at 10 specific benefits afforded to us when we walk in the favor of God. But um, I feel um, that we should really focus in on four, okay? Because um, there are two Bible stories that best illustrate these, these examples. So we're going to hone in on four. And then last but not least, I don't know about you, but when I heard what favor was and when I heard what the benefits of what a favor were, I wanted to know how to walk in favor and how to increase in the favor of God. And that's something that I'm going to teach you today. Amen. So what is favor? Of course, in order to understand the favor of God, we need to know the meaning of the word favor. And there's a strong association between the words favor and grace. In the Bible, in many instances, they're used interchangeably. I think in the New Testament, the words grace and favor 
are translated as the Greek word charis. Okay. Uh, many, many, many uh, writings say the favor of God is the f the grace of God is the favor of God. But I'd like to submit to you that favor is a part of God's manifold grace. Amen. Amen. So the term has four definitions that I've personally come across. Of course, there are many, but there are four that really just have stuck uh, with me. And these are the ones I'm going to share with you today. Number one, favor is something granted out of good will. In other words, the favor of God is granted out of His good will towards us. It's not something that can be bought. It's not something that can be earned. It's just the goodness of God. It's just the fact that God is so merciful and so loving that He has He wants to favor you in everything that you do. Amen. The second one is it's a gift bestowed as a token of regard, love, or friendship. Okay. In other words, God wants you to know how much He um, has regard for you, so He does favors for you as a token. I mean, have, has any of you ever asked someone, you know, can you do me a favor? I know I asked my brother this morning. Can you do me a favor? I'm always asking my friends for favors. <laughs> what you're actually asking them is, would you bestow a gift as a token of our friendship? Amen. And this is what the favor of God really is. It's a token of friendship. You know, my three-year-old has recently learned how to, how to ask for favor. Can you believe it? A three-year-old learned how to ask for favor. So she's, she's always asking, Mommy, can I, can I ask you for a favor? <laughs> and it's funny because when she comes to me and she asks me for a favor, it, it really gets my attention. And it draws on my compassion. Amen. Uh, so if I have the means and the power to do what she's asked, Amen. I'll do it. Amen. As a token of my love for my daughter. Okay, so I hope you're seeing what favor is, okay? The third one is preferential treatment. Sure, who wants who does not want preferential treatment? Mm. Now favor promises us preferential treatment not only with God, but with man. Hallelujah. So go with me to Proverbs three and we'll read verses one to four. Okay? It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and esteem in the sight of God and man. Amen. Amen. I, don't, I don't actually need to explain that. I think it's very explanatory. Okay. And the fourth and final one is advantage. Oh, I love that one. Advantage. Yeah. Having an advantage means having something work for you that, that others do not have working for them. Okay? For believers, that something is favor. Amen. 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 So like the story I, I told you uh, earlier on, we got a room for free. The doctor paid for it. Didn't come out of our bill. Amen. What was that? Why did it not work for anyone else? Church, that was the favor of God working, working in our lives. So when we have the favor of God, we've got advantage. Amen. We've got something on us, around us, over us, above us, beneath us, walking with us Amen. that others don't have. Yes. Amen. Amen. So now that we've looked at what favor is, we're going to look at who or what gives us the right to expect God's favor in our lives. Right. And our story is going to come from Genesis 12. So we're going to start off in Genesis 12, verse 1. 
Favor is a covenant we have with God. It's our heritage. Amen. So Genesis 1, 12 verse 1. This is the Lord speaking to Abraham. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Now verse 2, just before we get there, we now see God making Abraham a promise. And in my mind, it's a promise that was just way too good to refuse. God then says to Abraham, And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Amen. I want that up in the Amplified Version because I want you to see something that I saw about three years ago. Okay. So Genesis 12 verse 2. Verse 2 says, And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you. Can you see that guys? With abundant increase of what? Favors. Favor. The word favor. So God promised to bless Abraham. And to bless Abraham with an increase in his favor upon Abraham's life. Isn't that so awesome? Amen. Amen. So we see as the Bible um, unfolds Abraham's story, we see um, that God's favor upon Abraham caused him to prosper. It caused him to be successful. It caused him to be an exceedingly wealthy man. And to the extent that no matter what circumstances he faced, no matter what enemy came against him, no matter what happened to him as he walked in faith and in the favor of God, he was victorious every single time. Unlike what Genesis 24 verse 1 says, it says, Abraham was blessed in all things. Amen. I also like what Genesis 24 verse 34 to, th- 30, uh, 34 to 35 says, and this is Abraham's servant um, who'd gone to uh, get Isaac's wife, right? So he, you know, they had to take stuff. And here's Abraham's servant who's really bragging on his master, right? And he's effectively saying, you know, the Lord has blessed my master and he's extremely, exceedingly wealthy and prosperous. But guess what, guys? If this, if this excites you, I've got great news to tell you today. This kind of abundant favor is our heritage. Let me show you how and why. Go with me to Galatians 3 verse 7. I told you it was going to be a Bible study. (laughs) Amen. But I like what Sister Rumbi said at Life Group. Don't add to the word. The word has life. The word is life. Amen. So as we continue to just share the word with you, We trust that it's speaking life into every situation that you have. Amen. Right. Galatians 3 verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Verse 8 says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, in other words, the Gentiles or non-Jews. I'm not a Jew, so I'm a Gentile. Okay? And I I trust that you all are. (laughs) Would justify the heathen. Through faith, preached unto the gospel, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, "In thee shall all nations be blessed." Whew, this is where it really just amazingly, like, anyway, let me read it to you. So then they, which be of faith, are blessed with faithful Abraham. So as children of God, church, people of faith, whatever God did for Abraham. He did for you too. 
He made a covenant with Abraham that he was going to give him an abundant increase of favors. Favor is a part of God's nature. He wants you to have favor. Let's carry on reading. Because Paul's next words really excite me. And even as I think about them, before I've read them, I'm I'm excited. And I think it will leave you with no doubt that favor is part of our heritage. We have a covenant of favor through Christ. Okay, verse 13. Let's go to verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written... Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14 says, That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Are you a Gentile? I'm a Gentile. Through Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 15 says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And please, let's fast forward to verse 29. Galatians 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs, according to the promise. Amen. So what Paul is saying is that if you and I belong to Christ, which, you, which we do, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In other words, what God promised to Abraham, he also promised to us. Amen. God promised to increase Abraham. God promised to increase his favor in Abraham's life. And we saw an abundant increase of the favors that were brought into Abraham's life. Amen. And church, he will most definitely do the same to you. Favor is a part of God's covenant. He wants you to be prominent, church. We really need to get this. He wants whatever you do, whatever job you do, whatever business you have, whatever book you write, musicians, whatever song you write, He wants you to be prominent, to be in a position of influence. Someone say, I have a heritage of favor. Amen. Right, now that we know what favor is, and now that we know that we have a covenant or a heritage of favor, we're going to get to the exciting part. And this is 10 things that the favor of God can do in your life. So as I said, I really want to focus on four. I believe I'm feeling led to focus really on four, um, which I believe are best illustrated in two stories. Amen. And then I'll just briefly touch on the remaining six. And then, um, you know, if Pastor T wants me to preach again, we can preach the other six. (laughs) Amen. So number one, favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. Amen. Who wants supernatural increase and promotion? I do. Amen. So someone say, favor will produce supernatural increase and promotion in my life. Supernatural increase and promotion in my life. Okay, amen. So go with me to Genesis 39. And we'll start in verse 2. Okay, so I did tell you this was going to be a Bible study. Okay. So the first story we're going to look at is the story of Joseph. And I I love this because I always say, um, you know, Joseph's story began with a dream. 
that he announced to his family. And it was a really big dream. And his family were not happy about the dream. So sometimes God gives you a big vision. I think we have to be very careful who we share it with, right? Because not everyone's going to be happy with our success. And I believe Joseph, in his naivety, he was a bit young, shared it with his family. And his family were not happy. So his brothers had him sold as a slave. Okay? So effectively, he was sold into slavery. And I know at those times, slavery was, oh, it was worse, than, worse than being an animal. Right? You had no rights. You were nothing. You were the bottom of the bottom. Okay? And this is, the, this is the place that we find Joseph at in the story. Okay? So we're going to read Genesis 39 and we're going to start off in verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Okay, I'm a bit confused. This verse says that he was a prosperous man, but I thought he was a slave. Remember? His brothers had sold him into slavery. Okay, let's just read on a little bit to understand why this statement stands true. Okay, so verse 3 says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Church favor was on him. It was visible. It was tangible. It was evident. How many of you know that you can wear favor? People can see it on you. People just know that there's something on you. There's something on your life. Something that is just beyond being an ordinary human being. And I'd like to submit to you, this is what his master saw. This master saw favor. This master must have seen Joseph do things that no one, no one in their natural could do. Because favor had put the super to Joseph's natural. And the supernatural was happening in his life. Verse 4 says, And Joseph found grace in his sight. The Amplified Version says, found favor in his sight. Okay, so Joseph found favor in his master's sight. And he served him. And he made him overseer of his house. And all that he put his hand, Joseph was overseer of that. So although Joseph started off as a slave, because of the favor of God on his life, he was soon made manager of the house. And I love it because praise and worship, we were quite prophetic about this. I know that God is, is really speaking to me about, about this topic. I think we said, you know, you start off low and then you go to the middle and then you go high, you know. So here was a guy who was a slave, but now he was an overseer of his master's house. Amen. Verse 5. And it came to pass from the time that he had, made, had, the, that he had been made overseer of his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all in that house and in that field. So not only did the favor of God promote him, but he became a blessing to all of those around him. Amen. And like I said earlier, the favor of God, yes, is to make you a success. But so that you may touch the lives of those around you. Amen. So now as the story goes, Joseph was a really extremely handsome man, right? So I know the students out there would say he was really hot. <laughs> and because he was really hot, his master's wife lusted after him. 
But Joseph, being a man of integrity, who really walked in the favor of God and knew that he could not compromise on the favor of God, refused to advances. So as the story goes, he was thrown into jail. This for me provides another lesson that I want to share with you today. Having favor on God's life does not exempt us from challenges. It does not mean that we'll never have another problem. And I, you know, the church gets this so wrong sometimes, eh? We think that when we have the favor of God, we're going to be living, you know, with no challenges. But that's not true. God's word never said that we're not going to have trials and tribulations, right? We're never, we're going to have problems. Problems are going to come our way. But what the favor of God does is that it means that despite the trials, the problems, the tribulations, the temptations that come in our lives, there is no mountain that will stand against the favor of God. And no matter how great it seems, we will always overcome. Amen. So here's Joseph. He's in prison. Let's skip to verse 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. A place where the king's prisoners were bound. And there he was in prison. Verse 21 says, But the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. And showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Now let's hear what this favor produced. Verse 22 says, And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whatever they did there he was the doer of it the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did the Lord made it to prosper amen so there what we, we see favor uh, manifest itself again in Joseph's life right so yes he was thrown into prison but soon the keeper of prison actually made him the head prisoner <laughs> for the lack of a better word and Abraham I mean Joseph's sole responsibility was then to look after the other prisoners and I love it because the Bible says because of the of the favor of God upon his life whatever he did in prison prospered amen and the story ends very well for Joseph in case I'm really trying to summarize it quickly we know that while in prison um, the Pharaoh, Pharaoh at that time was having dreams, a dream that he couldn't interpret. Um, and God, the favor of God, gave Joseph uh, an ability to, to interpret dreams. And ultimately, he interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And Pharaoh promoted him to prime minister. So we see Joseph from slave to manager to prisoner to head prisoner to prime minister. The favor of God church can produce supernatural increase and promotion in your life amen right so we're going to go into three two and three um the next story we're going to talk about um is the story of esther so i think i love the story because i think more than one of the benefits of favor is actually best illustrated in the story of esther so to just to give you some background esther was a young jewish woman a young Jewish slave actually so we see another slave in a foreign land and she hid her identity at that point in time why because um, the Jewish people were hated and plans were being made to kill them all okay 
But even in spite of all these really hectic circumstances, an ungodly king showed her favor. And she was elevated to become queen of a vast region. I read somewhere that the region extended between, so for all you history people, the history extended from, I think, India all the way to Ethiopia, right? So this, this was a, a huge region. And this is a region that our young Jewish slave girl, who was then promoted to becoming a queen, was eventually responsible for. And we see that she eventually saved her people from being killed. Okay. So number two, favor produces prominence and preferential treatment. Amen. So go with me to Esther 2, and we'll start off in verse 15. I did say it was going to be a Bible study. Amen. Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the queen of the women appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. Verse 16 says, So Esther was taken unto King Ahasuerus into his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all women, and she obtained grace and favor. See that word come up again? In his sight, more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vasti. So we see Esther obtained favor. So we see it again. And as a result, his queen, a Jewish slave girl, was promoted, got preference, got prominence, and became queen. When the favor of God is on our lives, prominence and preferential treatment come right along with it. Amen. Number three, favor produces petitions granted even by ungodly civil authorities. How many of you want petitions granted by ungodly civil authorities? I know I do. Amen. Amen. So we're going to carry on in our story of Esther. Okay. Just, some, uh, just a brief background. Okay. And later on in the story of Esther, we see an evil man called Haman who attempts to convince the king at that time to kill all the Jews. Okay. Now what we see is Esther knew she had favor with God. So favor gave her confidence. And what she did was she drew upon this favor to save herself and her people from being murdered. She boldly went to the king at that time and asked him for a favor. So we'll start off there in verse Esther 5, verse 6. Okay. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition? So this was an ungodly king, right? So King Ahasuerus was, did not worship the God of the Jews. Okay? So he asked her, what is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? Even to the half of the kingdom it shall be performed. Verse 7. Then answered Esther and said, my petition and my request is this. So she was a little bit clever. She wasn't going to broach the subject at that point in time. 
Verse 8 says, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow as the king had said. We fast forward to Esther 7 verse 1. And we see he, king, and Haman came to the banquet with Esther the queen. In other words, this king who was not even, didn't even worship the God of the Jews, still granted Esther's petition because of the favor that rested upon her. Amen. And the third advantage, favor causes policies. It causes rules, regulations, and laws to be changed and reversed to your advantage. Amen. So now we see again as the story of Esther progressed that a decree had now been um, called for. And effectively what this decree uh, called for was a, a death of all Jews. Okay? So it had already been siled, assigned, sealed, delivered by the king himself. Okay? And um, in those times what the king decreed went right there was no changing it it was it was the law okay yet what do we see again in esther we see the favor of god on esther's life in church we see a new decree go forward okay so go with me quickly to esther 8 verse 4 then the king held out the golden scepter towards esther so esther arose and stood before the king and said if it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the king seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are all in the king's province. Verse 6 goes on to say, For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come upon my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Verse 7. Then the king Ahasuerus said unto Esther the queen, and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hands upon the Jew. Sure. Then he says something so profound in verse 8. He says, Write ye also for the Jews, as it liketh you in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's name, um, ring may no man reverse. Not only did the king overturn an old decree, but the favor of God on Esther's life enabled him to allow her to write a new decree. <laughs> Isn't that so awesome? Amen. Church, the favor of God will cause policies, rules, regulations, laws, company policies to be reversed and changed for your benefit. Amen. So I'm just quickly going to mention five to ten, but I'm not going to have stories. Okay. Number five, favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. Favor also produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. Favor produces increased assets, especially in the area of real estate. Mm. 
Yes, church. God wants to bless you to be homeowners. Amen. He wants you to own land. Amen. Go with me quickly to Deuteronomy 33 verse 23. Okay. And of Naphtali, he said, Oh, Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord, possess thou the south and the west. In other words, God wants you to take the land. He wants you to increase in real estate. Amen. Favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. Number nine, favor produces recognition. Even when you seem least likely to receive it. Remember David? David was made king amongst all his brethren. The least likely. But that's what the favor of God will do for you. And lastly, favor produces battles won. Which you won't even have to fight. Because God will fight for you. And I always like to go back to the story of Joseph. And I think, you know, most people... If you're falsely accused of something and you have to go for, to jail for it, I mean, you'd fight tooth and nail, wouldn't you? But Joseph knew the power of the favor of God on his life. And we don't have any record of him fighting, screaming, you know, trying to defend his name even when he went to jail. Even when he was falsely accused. Why? Because he understood that favor produces battles won. That you will not have to fight because God will fight for you. And we saw that in Joseph's life. He became prime minister. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So now that we've got a basic understanding of what favor is, we understand that we have a covenant right, a heritage of favor. I've just illustrated to you as quickly as I could 10 key benefits of the favor of God upon your life, or really I call them the fruits of the favor of God, what the favor of God can do for you. And I want to talk to you about how to walk in the favor of God and how to increase in favor. Amen. Amen. Okay. So the first one is change your thinking. Believe that you have favor. We know Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Church, where your mind goes your body will follow as a man thinks so is he you have to picture yourself and loved and, and accepted by God whenever I see a promise in the Bible I actually like to put myself in the picture so when I was reading the story of, of, of Abraham in Genesis <laughs> I put myself in that picture as Abraham when God said to Abraham, I will bless you with abundant increase of favor, I saw myself. I saw God talking to me. And that's how you've got to really read scriptures. Picture yourself. Picture God personally talking to you. Amen. So you can activate the favor of God in your life by meditating on divine favor. Do not expect the worst. Expect the best. Don't imagine yourself as a loser. See yourself as a winner. What you look at the longest becomes strongest in your heart. So renew your mind to the word of God. Leave your old mindsets behind. You know, in my own personal life, you know, it's been a journey for me. 
You know, it's been a journey for me to see myself favored. It's been a journey for me to see myself prosperous. But as I've stuck to the word of God and as I've continued to meditate on his promises and take them as my own, I've seen time and time again favor upon my life. Amen. Second, expect favor. Proverbs 23 verse 18 says, The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. You attract what you expect. If you expect misfortune, then you've robbed yourself of favor. Set your mind on good things. I mean, if you've started a new job with a new team, see yourself, see that team prosperous. For those of you in sales, you've started on a new project, you've got a new client, see yourself increase in profit. See it, guys. Expect the best. Amen. Amen. Number three, sow favor. So the Bible says, we shall reap what we sow. That's Galatians 6 verse 7. Sow favor into the lives of those who don't deserve it. You'll activate the favor of God when you do deserve it. Look for those that don't necessarily or can't necessarily repay you. And show them favor. I can guarantee you this will activate the favor of God in your life. Amen. Then the fourth thing, and these are really principles I'm teaching you that I personally took as my own as I, as I meditated on the word of God. And that I've seen and applied to my own life and I've seen tangible results. Amen. So the fourth one is declare favor. Amen. And I think most of you probably, those of you who really know me here, this is probably the, my, my thing. <laughs> I actually wanted to preach about the word of God today, speaking the word of God today. Um, but of course, God led me to talk about the favor of God. And I could not end the sermon without emphasizing to you guys how important it is to continue to declare the favor of God. Church, there's a divine connection between our declaring the favor of God and the manifestation of that favor. Sister Rimba, I think in Life Group, we learned that confession precedes manifestation. We cannot cheat the system. We can't. This is how this world we live in was created. God himself spoke this world into existence. So say something. Say the word of God concerning, over, concerning the word of favor over your lives. Amen. You know, not a day goes by that myself and my husband are not declaring the favor of God over our lives. Whether it's believing God for open doors of opportunity in our, in our careers. Or even something as small as believing God for good parking spots at the mall. We speak it. Because we know that there is power in our words. We know that Mark 11 verse 22 effectively says you shall have what you say. Also, I, I kind of, um, the, the Lord led me to this, but we see time and time again, Paul, and we know Paul um, wrote 13, I think, out of the 27 epistles, but we see him time and time again declaring God's favor over the church, the body of Christ. Have you noticed that? In each one of them, he actually begins with the greeting of grace or divine favor. And he usually concludes with a reminder to his readers of the grace of our Lord, the favor of God upon our lives. So use your words to speak God's favor into existence. So in conclusion, church, 
despite how hopeless things may seem. God can lift you up. Amen. If your life is in His hands, the light of the world shines upon you. It is time that we believe the words of our Father. You are the apple of my eye, says the Lord. You are my favorite child. You are special to God. Today you don't have to struggle for favor. You don't have to struggle for favor. It's yours. We have a covenant, a heritage of favor. If you want to accomplish your mission here on earth, if you want to win in life, choose life. Choose the favor of God and watch every plan, every purpose be accomplished. Amen. Like Esther, expect favor in every situation. Begin to confess favor every day and in every circumstance and watch dramatic, drastic things happen in your lives. I'm going to ask you guys to stand as we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to practice what we've, um, what we've learned today. Thank you, Jesus. The Word of God says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things he say. He shall have whatsoever he say. And so today we want to make a few confessions. We want to make these confessions in faith, knowing that we shall have what we say. Church, say with me today. God surrounds me and protects me with favor like a shield. Favor rests richly on me. It surrounds me. It's above me. It's below me. It goes before me. It opens up those doors that no man can shut. Doors that have been closed for years will open up because of the favor of God. The favor of God rests richly upon me. It'll change policies. It'll change company laws. It'll change regulations. It'll change rules just for me. Just for me. The Lord is a sun and a shield. He bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from me. God's favor brings promotion and causes me to increase daily. Great things are happening for me that have never happened that way before. Having no president, no example, no model, no equivalent, unparalleled, new, and beyond anything that I have ever seen before, that my family has ever seen before. Great things are happening to me that are exceeding expectation that are groundbreaking, that are extraordinary, that are exceptional, that are record-setting. Favor produces battles won, which I will not have to fight, because God will fight it before, for me. 
Thank you, Jesus. Let us just thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your favor. Favor is good.